So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Rockstar Nation, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to stay to the end, where our guests will be offering a free gift. As you know, all of our guests offer a free gift, and all of these gifts can be found on the Agent Success Toolbox. You could find that by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply texting the word toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. I am going to put today's free gift in today's show notes, but if you want all of them, including gifts from most of our guests that have come on the show, just go to the Agent Success Toolbox. What's happening, Real Estate Rockstar Nation? I am today's host, Matt O'Neill, and I am happy to be here today with Kaysen Mitchell. Kaysen, what's up? How's it going, Matt? Oh, man, it's going awesome. I cannot wait for this interview. We're going to bring some value. We're going to change some lives today. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. So I, Pat Hyben interviewed me as a guest on this show a few years ago. I think it was two years ago, and he was interviewing me about a big challenge I was facing at the time, similar to something you went through two years ago, where I I wanted to get out of production and real estate and grow my team to the point where I didn't have to physically go, be going on appointments. And uh, two years later, we've grown our, our company 75 million since that point. We're going to sell 225 million this year. I haven't sold a house in two years since I met Pat. And, um, and so I... I'm the, I'm the success story from where you could be at this podcast to another two years, even though you are already amazingly successful. That's incredible. That's awesome. So yeah, and then, and then Adam Roach and I started a uh, real estate coaching company called Get Real Coaching. And um, we produce uh, a weekly newsletter that, that talks about the state of the market and talks about training tips for real estate agents and on getrealinsights.com. Um, but we're going to dive into what has made you so successful. So uh, if you've been in the business just two years. Yeah. I, you know, I just want to start, start out and ask you, what's the reason that you want to connect on this podcast today? What's the message you want to send? So my message essentially is just, I want to let people know that it's achievable to achieve what I've achieved in the real estate. And so many people just start out and, you know, I've seen a lot of people quit or, um, give up just because it's so difficult, you know, initially in the business. And I just want to let people know if I can do it, then they definitely can. That's awesome. That's the message that we're going to deliver today. They're going to inspire a lot of people. So Thank as you. we were saying, you've been in business just two years. You started out, we talked uh, earlier this week that you had the courage to quit a nine to five job that wasn't serving you, that was, you weren't living to your highest potential. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And uh, it was definitely a big leap of faith. Um, but I just felt like I was in a place where I could just take the leap. You know, I'm, I'm young and uh, I didn't have that much to worry about initially. So I was just like, you know, 
the present is always the best time to just make that move, just to just dive right in. Yeah, the best time to make a change is now. That's all. Awesome. Right, exactly. And uh, so we'll get into that. We'll get into how you almost went broke. And then in just your second year, how you're, you're, you've made over 150000 in, in gross commission income. And that in just one month this year, you made more money than you made the entire year in your nine to five. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about your secret weapon to find so much success. And that is your killer open house strategy. And I know you're going to dissect exactly how you do that so that the listeners of this podcast can take away some value. And then the thing I'm most excited about, we're going to get to at the end, which is the life happiness index that you and your friends have created to not just make a, a bunch of money, not just have a bunch of success, but have whole life success and have that fulfillment to go along with it. Yes, sir. I'm, looking, I'm excited. Awesome, man. All right, well, let's dive right in. So, so take me back. So what, what was the job? What was the career two years ago that, that wasn't fueling, fueling your passion? Yeah. So uh, I'll just give a little brief bio about myself. So my name is Kason Sean Mitchell. I'm located in the Tampa Bay area. I'm a realtor with Lock and Key Realty. So I've been licensed since August of 2017. And before getting into real estate, I was attending the University of South Florida. I was studying finance. And while I was in school, I was working as a patient registration rep at a local hospital. And prior to that, I was a server at a restaurant. Yeah, so. man. Awesome. Hey, uh, that servers relate real well to real estate too. You yeah. got to make connection quick Absolutely. Like in an instant and you make connection over and over and over again. Yeah. If any servers, bartenders uh, that we brought onto our team have been able to have really quick success because of you're trained how yeah. to make quick connection. It's just about being personable, you know, being able to talk to people and just keep a conversation going. So, yeah, I think uh, people in the restaurant or hospitality industry as a whole, you know, really make great agents, great salespeople in general. That's awesome. Okay. So after server, um, you were working in the medical field, right? Correct. So I, I was thinking that, okay, you know, I was serving, you know, I was making tips and everything like that. So I wanted something more consistent. So I was like, okay, let me just hop into uh, the medical field, you know, because everyone needs, you know, healthcare and stuff. And so I was working at the hospital, it was a nine to five, and I was a patient registration rep. So what I do, I'm in the front desk and, you know, I ask everyone the same questions every single day for 12 hours a day. And oh it was, uh, yeah, it was a little rough. Um, well, I worked three days a, a week and then four days off. So three on, three off, or four off. But it was, it was pretty rough. Yeah. So you're just watching the clock. Yeah. Just watch every day, watching the clock, not yeah. engaged. What, what, what's that life like? Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that like it and it's, it's necessary. You know, it's, it's something that somebody needs to do. It just was, it just didn't fit my lifestyle and didn't fit my goals. So uh, I was always, while I was there, I was always reading books or online, looking at real estate or reading articles about people who were successful and, uh, you know, and that also ties in with me getting a financing degree because I wanted to learn about money and how money works, how to, you know, be successful in business and so on and so forth. So that's step one. If somebody is stuck in that nine to five, it is advance your skill set, advance your knowledge, start reading books. You spend all of your time studying what you really are passionate about. Good for you. Absolutely. Way to, way to not just count the minutes and then wait for the weekend. Yeah. All right. So, so talk with me about courage. What? How, what was it that gave you that courage to go ahead and, and make that leap? 
So I, I really had a good support system around me. And um, one of the things is you can't really make a leap without a plan, right? You can't jump out of a plane without a parachute. Um, so one thing that I did, I surrounded myself with the right people. I asked good questions. I, I took notes and um, I started saving up money for my job while studying for my real estate license. And one of the things that I was told is that really you have to be a full-time agent and be able to service your clients better. So rather than just trying to do it part-time and, you know, not be available three days out of a week, I just was like, you know, let me just go take the leap. Let me just dive in and um, I'm going to make it work. That was my mindset. It's like, there's no other way but to make it work. So I love that, man. I saw an interview with Will Smith and he said, oh, yeah. burn the fucking boats. Yeah. And it was like, he's like, there people talk about plan a and plan b there is no plan b there's right. plan a if you be committed and, uh, and that's what you were you were committed now there's the fear is real and the fear is justified because as you said you almost went broke tell me about that yeah well i mean i did and so i just didn't have any money so i was uh i i saved up probably like three or four grand and um i thought that would have been enough but you know, when you're getting your license, there's a whole bunch of expenses that you just don't necessarily plan for. And so it kind of wiped out a lot of that. And, um, you know, so I really had to be very frugal with my money. And so I ended up running out and it was just, it was hard, you know, but it was one of the things at that time I was reading a lot of books and I, I saw that a lot of the you know, best or biggest, most successful entrepreneurs, they went uh, broke in their, you know, in the beginnings of their career, specifically Kevin Hart. I remember reading a part in his book. I don't know if yeah. you've read it, where he just didn't have any money at all. And he was driving back and forth from Philadelphia to New York to do these shows. And it was and it finally paid off, obviously. And I was just, you know, just committed to the plan. I was just going to be steadfast. I was going to do whatever I could do to make it, you know, be successful. Committed to the plan. I just literally just had lunch with Dave Ramsey. Oh, awesome. Are you, are you a fan of Dave? Yeah, he's a great guy. I've read, I read his books too. Yeah, man. So Dave, so Dave was just sharing this story and he got emotional about how he started and how broke he was. And so he was a real estate agent like us. And, yeah. and made a bunch of sales and then uh, lost it all and lost his house foreclosures. And, um, and, and then when he got into his education career, like he's, he just started to show up and got one radio station to, to host him and had a couple of followers. And he said, I'm a 30 year overnight success. And he said, you want to know, you want to know why we have a 240 million a year revenue company. And he said, it's because, I get on air three hours a day, every day, and I have for the last 30 years, and I've brought it every day. If I've got the flu, I'm on air. If I just had a, a, a shitty meeting and things blew up and I got to go on air, I'm on air. He said, I am consistent. And that's, uh, that's what you just said, too. You show up. Yeah, you just got to show up. I Absolutely. love it, man. All right, so you made the leap of faith that paid off. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. In the last okay. 12 months, how many houses have you sold? So in the last 12 months, I've sold 34 houses. Awesome, man. Second year of real estate, 34 houses. Killer. Yes, sir. All yes, right, sir. What, was that total, uh, what was that total volume? So the total volume was just around 6.6 .6 million. 
Congratulations, man. Thank you. That's killer. And then um, how much of that is profit for you? So profit in my pocket is around $70,000. So the GCI total was about one seventy-five. So Dude, congratulations. Thank you. That is awesome. All right. So now talk with me about like the, how your business is composed. What's the percentage listings versus buyers? So with listings, I'm a little bit short on listings. I'm about 35% uh, listings and then I'm heavier on the buyer side. So more of 65% buyers. I'm looking to kind of get it more to 50-50, but you know, right now this is how it's set up. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the progression most agents take too, is heavy on buyers in the beginning and then a shift to listings. So let, let's talk about how you, and, and you've got this amazing system for open houses that really drives a lot of your success. I mean, 6.6 million in your second year in real estate, you've helped 34 families in 12 yeah. months. Man, that's awesome. That's, every, that's like every week. You're, you're, you're closing a home every single week. That's such a success. Yeah, yeah just about. All right, so um, so talk with me about this open house system. Tell tell me if you can take our take our listeners right through exactly how they could do this too. Sure. So I actually learned this strategy through being a student of this podcast, um, and so pretty much what I learned is that ninety nine percent of prospective clients that visit open house they don't end up purchasing that specific home. So in the event that that client doesn't like that home and you don't have anything to show them as an alternative, the chances of you getting a sale from that encounter drops significantly. And you're left trying to follow up with them after the open house and you know, then trying to establish rapport and get in that sale. So my strategy is very simple. You just need three things, a laptop, a phone, and you just have to have availability. So when someone walks into the open house, I kind of just strike up conversation with them. And I just say, hey, what brought you into my open house today? And I'm looking for specific keywords and statements here. Maybe, oh, I just sold my house and I'm looking for somewhere to stay. Or I just retired from the military. Or I want to be closer to my job. I'm just looking for specific things to let me know that they're a buyer. Um, so after I have that initial conversation, they sign in on my uh, sign-in sheet. I let them look around and I have my MLS uh, prepared on my laptop. And while, after they're done looking, um, I kind of dig a little bit deeper. I try to get more of an idea of what that client is looking for in a home and what their preferences are. And then I ask them, I say, hey, what are some of your likes and dislikes about this house? And then I ask what are some of the things that you're looking for in additional, like the price, bedroom, bathroom, location, square footage. And while the client is giving me this information, I'm plugging it into my MLS and I'm trying to narrow it down to about 10 or 20 different results. And I just show them, I say, Hey, uh, based on the criteria you gave me, you have about 15 homes in this area that match what you're looking for. Um, and I just show it to them and I'd say, Hey, have you seen this one? I filter from newest to oldest. And most times they're like, yeah, or, oh, no, I actually haven't seen this one. This one looks really nice. And then, so once I show them, I say, hey, um, my open house ends in about 15 minutes. You know, I can shoot you a text when I'm leaving here and uh, we can go see that house right now. Um, and then they're uh, typically more times than not, they set aside time to look at uh, houses. So they're usually available. But if not, I try to set the appointment right then and there 
to go check out that house. You know what? You know, that is, that is the secret. That's the killer strategy. So open houses don't sound sexy. Right. Agents are agents are like, Oh, I've tried open houses. They don't work. You know what? When I started my career, I started with open houses and I killed yeah. it. Yeah. And, and it's look, does how much does an open house cost you to hold? Oh, zero. Nothing. Yeah. So you're in this business, you're getting started. You don't have money, but you got time and enthusiasm open houses. They cost you nothing. They get you face to face, your best asset, getting face to face with home buyers and home sellers. I'm sure you're getting listings on open houses too. Right? Yeah. Yep. But what I love what you're doing, and this is the tweak that probably all the 99% of other agents are not doing when they hold an open house is you are right there. You're asking the questions. Everybody asks the questions. You're getting the information, but you're putting it in the MLS and pulling up a house and saying, Hey, have you seen this one? And then you say, hey, I, this open house ends in 15 minutes. Well, let, let, why don't we go take a look at it? Exactly. And so you, exactly. Are, you are putting the buyer that came in the open house in your car right then and showing yep. them a house and making a client. Or, I mean, they'll follow me in their car. But yeah, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tribeofmillionaires.com. Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book, and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate, was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself, and he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. And I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. So now, now let's, let's dive into this deeper. Is your open house really ending in 15 minutes? Uh, typically, I mean, not, I don't always say ending in 15 minutes. I, I usually say, oh, if my open house is 12 to three and it's two o'clock, oh, it's ending in an hour. I just need to pick up my signs and I'll just take you to go see it. I write after immediately after what's okay, your, so, so you actually stick with the, if, if you plan to stay till three, you'll stay till three. Even if yeah. the person comes in at one and it's two hours, you say, Hey, my open house ends at three. Why don't I meet you over at that house at three 30? Yeah. Or even um, if there's like a long period of time, maybe let's say two hours or so, I would say, hey, why don't you go check out your other open houses that you have a list for? Or why don't you go grab lunch? I'll send you this list of homes, right? And I'll put in their email address, look through a few, and then text me a couple of other homes that you want to see in addition to this one. And then I'll get them scheduled for you. And we can go see it right after I'm done. Oh, that's even better. Man, yeah. so you're getting so this is the secret sauce too. You're getting the, the cell phone number because yep. you're saying, I'll text you. Exactly. So you have a reason now to, and and how many times when they fill out that form before you connected and, and provided value, do they give you a different phone number or a different oh, all the time, all the time. They would go back to the sheet and they would scribble out and then they would 
put the right number or, you know, not put their email address and put it in my computer. So I'm being purposeful about gathering their information. Yeah. But you but see, you're not just gathering their information. You're leading with value. Right. And right. when you have something somebody wants, then now, now they're willing to communicate with you and, and make that exactly. connection. I just read the national association of realtors survey of home buyers and home sellers. They spend over a million dollars a year asking home buyers what they want in an agent. The majority, like 54%, the number one thing they wanted from a home buying agent, what do you, what do you think it was? Uh, availability, probably, or communication. It was help me find the right home. Right. It's true. It's exactly what you're doing. So yeah. the overwhelming majority, the number one thing they wanted was help me find the right home. You are in the open house and you are right there helping them find the, the right home right there so because any agent can say oh i'll send you a list up from the mls or right. you go on zillow and find a home you're actually doing the work to help them find the right home right that's exactly what they want from a buyer agent well most agents are pretty passive when they come into the open house as well as from what i've observed it's like okay check out the house if you see anything that you want to see just shoot me a text or give me a call on i'll we'll schedule a time to meet next week or something like that and i just like to be active and actively you know i i tell new agents it's like you know, I'm trying, they're selling me their information. I have to provide some sort of value for them to give me their information and give me their time. And that's all it is. It's, it's about me creating immense value, so much value in that short amount of time that they're like, oh my gosh, like you've, you've done more for me in 15 minutes than the person that I was talking to, you know, online that hasn't even shown me a house yet or hasn't done this or whatever like that. So yeah, that's, that's what awesome, I need to do. All right, so let's back up because, because in my opinion, the hardest part of open house is to get people to show up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, right? I, yeah. I'm sure if you held open houses and, and one or two or fewer people, zero people have shown up before? Yeah, yeah. So how do you get people, how, one, how do you pick the house? Let's say you're an agent and you don't have a ton of listings. How do you pick the house? How do you get somebody <laughs> to let you hold one open? And then two, how do you get people to show up? So, I mean, if there's, if so, let's say you're a single agent. Um, the first thing is, how do you find the listings? So, I would reach out to agents that have multiple listings, especially if they're um, by themselves or they don't have a big team. You know, they, they want to leverage their time. Not a lot of these big agents, they don't like to have all, you know, they don't like to be at open houses all day, every day. So, I would just go up to them and just be like, hey, you know, can I host your open house? I'm a new agent, you know, I'll sit it or whatever like that. Even if it's an older um, house, I would just ask them the, you know, if I can host it open. And then um, to answer your other question, how do you get people to show up? I would probably call around the neighborhood uh, the week before. I would door knock 10 homes. Well, let, yeah, let's talk about what you actually do, okay. not what you would do. So what, what are you actually doing to get people to show up to your open house? Okay, so I typically call around the neighborhood probably like a day or two before to just get uh, people to show up to my open house. And what are, you doing to, what are you doing to call around the neighborhood? How are you getting those numbers? What's your system for that? So I use the, like, the property, so the tax, tax records, that's, I'm sorry. That's okay. what I'm looking for. So I go on the tax records, I kind of do a reverse search, and I, then I use white pages to like plug in their name and, you know, or their address just to kind of get a, a quick phone number. Now I just call around. If their number is not in tax records, I would go to the actual neighborhood 
and I would door knock specifically the first 10 houses on one side of the street and then the next 10 houses on the other one. And then I'd give them like a little flyer of like, hey, you know, my name is Kason. Um, your neighbor is selling their house across the street. I'm hoping holding an open house. I just want to invite you over there to just kind of check it out and just see if there is any, uh, if you had any friends or family that were thinking about moving into the neighborhood. So you're taping, are you like using scotch tape and a flyer and taping it to the door of 10 houses to the right, 10 houses to the left, 10 houses? Well, I would not. I mean, if they're not there, I would probably leave it on their um, front step with my business card and it, like mm -hmm. a flyer that says open houses to Saturday 12 to 3 or Sunday 12 to 3. Yeah. Great, great. And then on the day of the open house, um, are you doing anything special? Are you putting in the paper? Are you advertising online? Are you using a bunch of signs? Not necessarily. I would definitely use a bunch of signs. So I put up as many signs as possible. And I would like to um, hold open houses where there's a high traffic area. So if there's like a road, that, like a major road, and there's a neighborhood right off of it, like those are probably the prime open houses because you get a lot of eyeballs on your signs and it's just a lot of traffic that could potential buyers would see it and come to your, your there you go all right so this is what this is what i've always taught the right house the house you pick is the number one determinant of how many people are going to show up certainly and for me i've got this rule the house needs to be fewer than four turns off a major road right and so then that's and then the second thing is the house has to have great curb appeal right because Absolutely. you're in a, if you're in an ugly house you'll see the car slow down and then just drive right and by. Like, right up. And yeah, so that's great. So you, so you pick a house that's close to a major thoroughfare. How many signs are you using? Um, so I have about like 25 to 30 signs in my truck. So, I mean, I mean, I may not use all of them, but I try to use a lot of them. I don't want to be obnoxious, right? You know, I don't want to put one sign next to another, but I would always look for like specific turns. If there's like, if you're going down a straight road and there's multiple turn roads, I just want to make sure I'm directing the traffic in the right area because it can get confusing if you're just randomly following signs. Yeah. So uh, I would always be obnoxious with my signs. Right. And as long as your town is okay with it and there's not a sign ordinance because I also got fines for using too many signs. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, my minimum was 50. Yeah. I'd put 50 signs out and I would it, like, kind of like a moth attracted to light. I'd have a turn here and it's like hundreds of yards away from the turn. Open house today, right. turn here. Open house today, turn here. And I would have 12 signs off that major thoroughfare telling them, warming them up to the idea we got an open house. And then when they turned off the major thoroughfare, I don't need as many signs now to direct True. them. Right. So, I like that. So, so doing, you might want to throw that in. Uh, there were open houses. We had over 50 people show up. That's awesome. That's an awesome turnout. And then there's still open houses. Where, again, you got to look at the sign ordinances where we're holding them today and we'll only have four or five people show up because we can't put that many signs up. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was the way we were really able to drive them there. What we didn't do was your magic bullet, it, which was, man, let me. So you're using your phone as a hotspot, I'm assuming. Yep. Right? And mm -hmm. then you got your laptop right there. And you're pulling up as they're telling you what they're looking for. You're pulling it right up. You pull up a house that you think looks really interesting, a new, like one of the newest listed ones. So you're sorting by listing date, right? Yep. And then you're saying, "Hey, what, have you seen this one yet?" Yep. Now, um, what happens when, like, what happens when you start striking out and they're and they're not connecting with you and they're like, "Oh yeah, I've seen that," and they're like, they're not warming up. Do you have any tips on how to get them to keep warming up? 
Uh, so at that point, if they're not warming up and if they're not connecting to it, um, I would just see if there's anything with this, if there's any discrepancy with the search, right? Is there something that, you know, you're looking for that I haven't put in here or uh, what are, you know, I've just kind of go back to that, you know, what are you looking for? And if there's not, there's not, right? So, I mean, I don't want to force something that's not, not there, you know, because you can't really sell every single person. And sometimes that's what people try to do. They're like, oh, well, I can do this, I can do that. And they're just trying to oversell when there's not something to sell, you know, because yeah. that's what I'm, I'm trying to trade value for value, right? So if I don't have any value to offer, you know, then I would just be like, okay, well, I can just continue to follow up with you. I'd set them up on a search, right? Because things pop up every single day and I already have their criteria right in there. So I could just plug in their email, plug in their name, and I say, hey, you know, if anything pops up that matches your criteria that's new, it's sent to your email immediately. And then I'm available. I always say I'm available 24 seven, you know, to show you properties. If you see something, just call, text or email me. And um, generally they I, they respect my time. They don't call me at like 11 o'clock at night or anything like that. But they will. Call. You pick up when they do. I mean, I, I've had very few people call me at 11 o'clock at night, but uh, my girlfriend would be very mad if I picked up when I did. Oh, I you don't? Like okay, good. Back, you you know? don't? All right, good, yeah. man. Good. Man, I know you're a hustler, and I know you're killing it, um, but good way to, way to set those boundaries. Man, that is so awesome. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. This is a quote from Mr. Bill Reed, who took my certified listing agent program. He says, looking to take your listing presentation to the next level. Listen, I've closed 100% of the appointments since I took Pat Hyben's certified listing agent. Five appointments, five new clients in 60 days. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. Now you can get the certified listing agent course. You can get the certified buyer agent course, which tells you how to close every single buyer that calls in if you want them. You get the certified team agent course, which teaches you how to build a dynamite team like Jeff Cohn, who teaches the course. It's like a 10-hour course from Omaha, Nebraska, Berkshire Hathaway's top agent, and seven other courses. Total of 11 courses, all five-star rated, only 97 bucks a month. If you paid for them individually on the website, they would cost over $10,000, and we are running a special now at futureofrealestatetraining.com where you can get them for $97 a month. That's all you can eat, $97 a month, all these courses. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com, futureofrealestatetraining.com. Check it out. Rockstar Nation, it is time to finish the year strong. The year is almost over, and it's time to sprint. You know, in my real estate career, I always doubled down at the end of the year because all of the other agents were not working during November and December, so I took full advantage. This is a great time to leverage yourself and hire a virtual assistant. I'm talking about my Outdesk. If you haven't heard of my Outdesk, basically they are a virtual assistant company, a VA company that specializes in virtual assistants for real estate agents. Yeah, I'm talking about transaction coordinators, 
marketing assistants. I'm talking about ISAs, inside sales agents at Prospect, thousands and thousands of seller leads and buyer lead follow-ups. I mean, these guys are trained in this stuff specifically. You're not using a company that doesn't know or understand real estate sales. Four out of five of the top teams in the U.S. use my outdesk for their virtual assistants. And because I know the owner, Daniel Ramsey, I've known him for over a decade, and I know how awesome and incredible this company is and how it saves agents thousands and thousands of dollars every single week and makes them thousands and thousands of more every single week, we're going to give you a $400 coupon off of your first month of a virtual assistant and give you access and give you a free book entitled scaling your business with virtual professionals so you can like read it and look into it before you decide anything it's called scaling your business with virtual professionals and you can get it real easy all you got to do is text the word hyban h-i-b-a-n to 31996 that's h-i-b-a-n to 31996 and download your free book scaling your business with virtual professionals and don't forget to mention also that you get a $400 discount which will give you a coupon for that when you download the book thank you guys and I hope you enjoy and make a ton of money using my outdesk So let's uh, let's dive a little deeper. So um, I know you said you got a new system coming up that you're really excited about. Tell, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about the system you're most excited about to take you uh, to so, the next level. Right. So we have an ISA, uh, Inside Sales Agent, that uh, recently started, and he's uh, going through all our internet leads because we have a team of about seven agents, and he's going through our internet leads, and he's like uh, just calling them and, you know, just trying to set up new appointments and new opportunities for our agents. And he's going to be passing off those opportunities and just send appointments to be like, Hey, Kason, you got someone at one, two, three main street wants to sell their house or, or you have this person that's interested in buying, you know, already set up the meeting time and everything like that. And I think that's going to be very powerful and it's going to be able to help us, you know, double our business, if not, you know, more. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about it too. I think that the most important hire, uh, for any real estate agent that is looking to hire is an inside sales agent. And um, that's awesome that you guys are, are good. At, I mean, think about it. You make money when you're meeting people face to face. Right. So if you've got more people putting you face to face and you're face to face more of the time, you're using your highest dollar productive time. Right. Exactly. Uh, all right. Let's get, let's get into the phone app. What phone app are you most excited about right now? So I recently got this app Headspace that I think is really cool. Um, so in the mornings after my workout, I would uh, download it. And Headspace, for those of you who don't know, is a meditation app. So it has guided meditations and it's just, it's really cool. It quiets your mind and, uh, you know, focuses on your breathing. And uh, I'm super excited about that and just using it more and it just, it had, really it helps me be more productive with my day and i didn't think when i heard about meditation stuff i didn't really think it would help with the production that much but it really does significantly and meditation for is always one of these things that people are i can't i think kind of skeptical about 
Yeah. And, and, I, and I, maybe, maybe I'm using my lens. I was a person who was super skeptical about meditation. And I, would, I, would go, I like bought a how-to book on how to meditate. And I bought a how-to audio program on how to meditate. And I'm listening to these things. And I'm trying to follow along, like focus on the breath. And I just couldn't get into it when I, in the beginning, you know, years ago when I was first starting to do this. How does this Headspace app help make meditation work for you in a quicker way than the way I was trying it? So with Headspace, what it does is like you have specific time allotments, right? Because it's hard to stay in a uh, blank mental state, like nothing on your mind for 20, 30 minutes when you first start out. So Headspace, it starts off like five minutes where you can just you know, go into a quiet space, sit down, put in your headphones and just go and start meditation. And he's, he's kind of guiding you through it the entire time. He's speaking to you, telling you to, you know, reset your focus and uh, letting your mind, you know, rest and relax. So that's one of the things that, you know, I, you can kind of build off of because meditation is like an exercise, right? You can't just start off super heavy, right? Because it's just going to fail. Right. So you have to start off slow and gradually increase uh, going from there. So it sounds like that's an app that, that can take you from a beginner meditator or a never meditated and right. start to you could ramp up. So start with smaller, shorter meditations. Listen to this guy's voice. Learn how to quiet anxiety or quiet your mind or quiet stress or change your focus in just five minutes. Yep. And then start to ramp up if you start to really see some results from it. Talk with me about productivity. So how, how do you feel like meditation has made you more productive? Um, so it just helps me focus on the things that I really, really want to accomplish. So when I med after I meditate, I just kind of write down what I want to accomplish for the day. So I just take some time out to mm -hmm. journal. What do I want to accomplish throughout the day? And it's just more of a clear mind, clear focus. And I have it all out on the paper. And so when I do get to the office, I'm just able to go and knock it all out uh, one step at a time. It's just, I, I heard someone explain it like, um, it's like a car that's kind of parked on a hill, right? Where if you're not meditating, you're not really set on that plateau, right? And you're just kind of rolling down the hill, you know, your focus is going everywhere and it's just going faster and faster. And then all of a sudden you just can't focus on anything, right? And the meditation kind of resets you gets you back on that plateau and, um, you know, just helps you just set your day, I guess. I don't know if that was a good example or you know, not. No, I love the analogy in a thousand percent. I, I'm picturing this car starting to pick up steam as it's heading down the hill and things starting to fly by and it getting a little bit dangerous and being a little bit scared and frightened. And I think that's what can happen too when thoughts go unchecked. Right. And you're living your life on purpose and you're setting your own priorities that are going to make you successful rather than just being in this reactive mode, which is, I think, the way that most people live their life, which is, hey, let me check my email. Let me see who's calling me, who's mad at me. Let me take care of all these other people who are pulling on my time rather than me saying, all right, let me clear my head. Let me listen to my intuition and figure out what's the most important thing for me to accomplish my goal today. Right. And when you, you have the meditation to, to get your mind right, set your own priority and put other people's priority on the back burner. Right. And that's the way in year two, you sold 34 homes. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Let's talk a little bit about failure. So what failure have you had that you look at today as a successful learning experience? So the failure, so pretty much when I started getting my first few deals, uh, this was like 
two years or a year ago or so, I actually, you know, I was super excited and I, I really kind of was like, okay, I can, you know, kind of breathe now. I can relax and, you know, I, oh, I don't have to do this, you know, lead generate as hard today or tomorrow. Or I don't have to have as many open houses this week. And so I really stopped doing the activities that produced the business in the first place. And I didn't stop it all together. It was just like here and there. And it just was kind of just like, you know, the car on the hill is just a gradual thing. And you don't see the negative effect on day one, right? You're going to see it 60 to 90 days down the road. So after, you know, a few months, you know, I didn't have those deals. Like I didn't have two deals a month or one deal a month or whatever like that. I had nothing uh, coming in. And it was like, I was, I just hit rock bottom again. And so it took a few months before I was able to get going after that, you know, to kind of ramp up my business. So what did I learn from that? So real estate, you're not paid by what you did yesterday or last week or whatever like that. You're really paid in proportion to what you did 60 to 90 days ago, right? So you're not going to feel that negative effect today or tomorrow. It's going to take a while, but it's, you know, you're definitely going to feel it 60 to 90 days down the road. So I, I pretty much have learned to project myself and project my business 60 to 90 days out. So right now, for example, it's November. I'm like the deals that I'm putting together, I'm focused on January, 2020. I'm already in 2020, you know, focused on, you know, making sure it's strong and I have the pipeline filled and so on and so forth. That's a, that's a lesson that every single real estate agent has to experience. Right. It, that, in, and I, I see it happen again and again, even in one person's career where it's like, oh man, I finally made it. I'm successful. And let me kind of relax a little bit. Everything's coming to me. And then the same thing can happen again. So let me ask you, because I really want to cement this learning for you because it is, it is the most powerful lesson. It's what Dave Ramsey talked about today. Consistency for 30 years produces amazing results. Mm-hmm. How can you remember this when things get five times better than they are today. So, I mean, you always have to be in a a constant state of reflection, I would say. You got to measure where you came um, and just say, okay, this is, by me doing this, just like Dave Ramsey, I mean, I'm sure he was reflecting when he told you that, you know, it's like, okay, by me doing this, you know, five years ago or six months ago or what have you, um, it's produced this result. And you just got to, know where the source of that business is coming from, what activities is producing that result. So that way, if you're always in a constant state of reflection, you're not going to really put yourself in a position where, oh, I'm not going to do this today because you do know that, you know, it's going to have this negative effect down the road. I had a chance to talk with Jay Papazan one-on-one and it, it was like a couple of weeks ago and I was asking Jay the same type of question. And he said, set really big goals. Yeah. Massive goals. Like every year set giant, massive goals that are bigger than anything you've ever done. So that it, what's required of you is to act more appropriate in this moment to try to hit that goal. And if your goal is always, you know, really big compared to where you are, you'll always show up. Yeah. I like that. I've experienced that myself. Like we, we had this big, hairy, audacious goal that we were, uh, at the time, my company was selling 20 million or 23 million a year. And 
Um, I had this massive goal. I was like, all right, man, we're going to sell 80 million in a single year. And then some, somebody on my team, this girl named Kai, she's like, no, let's double it. Let's do 150 million. We're going to sell 150 million. And I was like, it scared me, right? When she said that number, I'm like, I, I couldn't see a clear path to it. But we set it and we set a date. We said, well, we sell 150 million by 2019. And it was 2017 and we sold 148 million, right? To That's me, that was, that was the goal. We did it two years early yeah. and at the time had no idea how to get there. But when I hit this big, hairy, audacious goal, we've been working so hard at, you know, I think since, I think we set the goal in 2012. And, and um, I've, I got stuck. I didn't recalibrate. Yeah. I didn't have another goal and my happiness actually went down. And because I, I had, it's like once I got to the top of the mountain, I was like, all right, is this it? And, and so that's something too that we're going to, that we're going to lead into with what you're doing with this life happiness index, because right. um, of course life is more about, is more than just selling a bunch of real estate and, and making amazing money and, and having a lot of success in your career. So talk, talk with us about what is this life happiness index that you use and, and how do you use it? And how did it come about? Yeah. So the way it came about is, um, you know, I'm part of a, a kind of a tribe of uh, younger professionals. So people that are my age that I can kind of relate to um, that are, you know, building their business. So um, what's, that, what's that tribe? So it, we, we call it the getaway. So it's 11 guys that are, um, you know, affiliated with, you know, either like abundance or what big life blueprint and all these different conferences, you know, that we just decided to kind of get together and, um, you know, just love, talk about love go abundance, man. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah go so, abundance is great. And I know, I know you're, and you're going to Aspen with us, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right. So, yeah. so you, so you, you got guys that are, that are in the go abundance tribe that you guys locally have started your own thing and there's right. 11 of you. So, so, how did that come about? How did you get 11 guys to show up? Because that's not easy to do. Well, I mean, a lot of these guys are, they're pretty, they're used to kind of traveling to go like, you know, meet with other high level thinkers and stuff like that. So like with GoBundance, you travel all across, you know, all across the country, you go to different spots. So these guys, we decided that we're going to meet up in Aruba. So we went there for five days and we pretty much masterminded uh, for six hours a day, three hours in the morning and then three hours at night. And uh, our mastermind was centered around the life happiness index. So we went through each one of the categories, you know, diet. What, what, yeah. What are those? Do you, do you know what the, the categories are? Yeah. So uh, the categories are diet and water, exercise, dollar productive activities, love for work, romance, um, relationships with parents and siblings, friends, horizontal income, adventure, travel, risk and excitement, giving back, future planning, kind of relaxing time, and then your gratitude thermometer. So um, those are all the uh, categories of the Life Happiness Index. Whoa, man. That was, those categories are awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was trying to write as quick as you were speaking. It looks like you've got 10, 10 or more. Yeah, just about. I think probably like maybe 12 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, how, so see, we've got these amazing 12 categories that, make, that would make an incredible life if we were crushing in all of them. How does it work then to, uh, to figure out where you're at with those and to improve them? 
So pretty much what you do, you rate yourself, right? So you go through each category and you rate yourself. And I'm going to correct myself. It looks like there's about 16 categories. Good. So you rate yourself in each category and then you uh, just take notes. Why do I, you know, why do I feel like I'm a seven in diet and water and exercise and, and so on and so forth? So you go through that, you go through that list. And then, you know, because I feel like sometimes you're a lot harder than you're on yourself than, you know, someone who may be in your life. So I actually, and uh, all the other guys, actually, we would uh, use this as a template and we'd send it to our significant other and we'd let them rate us and see where they see us in like those different categories. So, for example, uh, one of the guys brought up, oh, you know, I put a nine. I'm at on romance, and my girlfriend put uh, a four. You know, Ooh, so there's damn. a discrepancy there. You know, <laughs> so pretty much it's like you kind of take notes on there, and then hey, you that, create dude, action how, steps. What, that is such powerful insight. If that happens, in, yeah, in your in your significant others, like, look, you're no Casanova. We are we're lacking yeah. in this romance department. That what what a gift that would be to have that insight and that yeah man, that's that so cool i've never had my wife go ahead and rate me on yeah. on how i'm doing in romance or relationship or connection and those types of things yeah I, I, it's pretty cool it's very powerful and it was just like okay what do you like you know and you just create action steps around that like takeaways and action steps and and goals right so okay maybe it's to go on five or ten more dates a week or, or not a week but a month you know, or maybe it's to, you know, under diet, you know, it's like, okay, I need to not eat fast food or completely eliminate, you know, any alcohol from my system or something, uh, something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. To get, to get that number up. And then what's, what's been the benefit for you since you started doing this? First of all, I got, I've got a curiosity question. Sure. Uh, did you rate yourself overall higher or did your, um, did your significant other rate you higher? Uh, my significant other actually rated me higher than I rated myself. I figured yeah. that. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting. You're, you're a driver. You're real. You're, you know, you want the best for yourself. You're always looking to improve. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but what's, what's been the impact in your life as, as you've seen this life happiness index um, start to work for you? So, I mean, it's just having clarity on what you want to improve, like knowing what you're good at, like everyone pretty much knows what you're, you're really good at, what you're really successful at. But uh, there's areas in our life and in anyone's life, you, no one's going to be a 10 in every single category. But if you know where you're at, uh, you know what you can improve on, right? So it's just kind of getting some clarity on that. Tell, could, could you give us just uh, one or two specifics? What are one or two specific things that your life has improved on from tracking and, and masterminding about this? So um, I would say risk and excitement, right? You know, just doing more exciting things like, you know, jumping, jumping out of a plane or, you know. Um, you, did, you did that? You jumped out of a plane? I booked the tickets. Yeah, so. you did? Yeah. yeah so you did little, when are you going? When are you going? So I'm going next year in 2020. So that's something I'm looking forward to. I'm a little scared, but yeah. So just different things. It's like, you know, different things that you can improve on. So that um, I think I've improved on being purposeful about giving back. Um, yeah. You know, at every house I sell, you know, I donate um, some money to different charities and, um, and yeah. So, 
something. Yeah, and that's awesome because now, now that you are tracking where's my level of gratitude or where's my level of giving back, you know, all right, well, it, you know, I want to improve that. So your mind starts to search for how could I improve that? Right. And you're finding ways to give back, make a difference in the world with every home that you sell. That's, that's amazing, man. It's got to, that's going to fill you up more than, than making sales too. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or maybe just as much. All right. So what's next for you? What, what's the goal for 2020? So the goal for 2020, so I'm trying to do about 48 units. Uh, I've rounded up to 50, but uh, based off of my business plan, it's about 48 units. I want to hit 10 million next year. And, uh, you know, I just want to kind of, you know, be focused on that. That's awesome, man. Well, Kaysen, this has been a ton of fun. And uh, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for being so open. Uh, We're going to have the Life Happiness Index as a downloadable document that, um, that that we can share with the Real Estate Rockstars group, right? Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox, full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show, and we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.